We're the Nada Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast where we hunt it forward. Are we live? How about a little music? Are we live? I don't know if it's registering. <laughs> how can he how can he not uh start a podcast while driving down the road with a little bit of ACDC? A little bit A C D C that's right. Uh this so this is the uh second podcast we've attempted driving down the road. This one should work better. It yeah, this one should be much, much better. Um Simply because we got better gear and we got headsets that we can use while driving down the road, <laughs> as opposed to as opposed to our phone sitting on the our console. phone sitting on the console <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and uh, and um, vehicle I think is a little quieter, a little bit quieter. Diesels tend to make a little bit of noise. Yeah, and, and I'm not we're not in the diesel, so doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Huh? Um, I want to start off. This week's podcast with a pretty cool story. Uh, tell it, tell it. Dodo called uh, the other day and was telling me a story that I thought was pretty cool. He thought it was really cool, um, and I'm probably going to jack the story up, um, but I'll get as close as I can, and then uh, we'll go from there. Okay. Um, so Dedon calls and he says that. He's at his office, uh, and he's talking with a buddy, and they're talking about hunting, and the delivery guy comes through, and delivery guy's chatting with D-Don. I, th- I think they're talking about hunting. D-Don went on a hunt down in Texas and um, got an eland, and we had had our elk hunt that didn't go so great, um, but... Ended up telling this guy his name, and the guy was like, "Cool, I listen to a, I listen to a podcast, and um, the two guys that do this podcast got a buddy named Dedon. That's a, that's a pretty rare name," he said. Yeah. yeah, pretty pretty rare name. And and Dedon was like, um, "Not a grande outdoors." And the guy was like, "Yeah," and Dedon was like, "Yeah, I'm Dedon." <laughs> 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 and so the guy's name was Sean Foster. And said he's a pretty regular listener, so so uh, shout out to you, Sean Foster. Thanks for listening. Absolutely. Um, uh, D-Don said you were pretty excited. That's pretty cool. Uh, glad you got to meet um, the third wheel, the, 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 third wheel, the, the, the third Nada Grande boy, if you will. Um, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, glad to hear that we got fans out there. Around. Absolutely. Uh hope hope you hope you rated us and and tell us told your friends about us. So. Right, right. Hope you're following us on Instagram, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. Insta facial. Uh, Insta facial. What are we talking about today, Kyle? Uh I don't know, you're you're supposed to bring the topic. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm driving. I'm driving so I know you're you, driving. You're gonna have to co pilot our way through this. <laughs> We're in trouble. All right. No. Right. Um, I don't. 
yeah, I don't know. It's we're we're kind of we kind of in this uh, interesting spot where we're we're in between at least our hunts, right? Um, but yeah, I so some some of the stuff that I've and maybe we'll just talk about some random stuff. Um, Some some of the stuff that's been on my radar recently, though, um, I I will say kind of I want to give kudos out to the social media world because I remember earlier we did a podcast talking about how uh, seeing on some of those hunting groups where people were asking for help and and got some negative responses and some some things like that. I've start I've started to see some more. Kind of freely, stuff. freely yeah. given advice, and uh, I saw one the other day. A guy saying, "You know, I just got a, got just got out of the Navy. Um, never hunted New Mexico before. I retired here, mm-hmm. looking for a place to go. Mm-hmm. Would anybody be willing to mentor me?" And had he had a myriad of people saying, "Oh, you should, you know, you can come with me, or you can join yeah. such and such group." And I, I thought that was really cool. Obviously, you know, offered him, offered him. Uh, a heads up on if he's looking to get into hunting to listen to the podcast and look at our hunt it forward stuff, but, uh, really cool to see actually. Yeah. It's, it is really cool to see that those are the kind of things that we like to see specifically. We lean towards the less selfish side and, and, and more, um, more open side to where people can come in and feel welcome in the hunting community and, and feel like they can, you know, ask for help without, you know, kind of getting the third degree. Also, I'll play devil's advocate a little bit. Sure. You know, Which we, you're known to do. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, I mean, I don't, I, I do, talk, I talk a lot of crap about, you know, the people that get on and they're like real jerks about people asking for help. Yeah. But I'll play devil's advocate just a little bit, man. Do everything you can. You know, learn what you can, um, and and when you are asking for help, specifically on Facebook, um, we do see a lot out there that say, "Hey, where's a great place to go turkey hunting in Unit Seventeen? Don't ask that question. <laughs> you know, like, like seriously, if you're new to hunting or if you're old to hunting and you just don't know where to go and you're going to throw that question out there, um, excuse me, don't, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> because I mean, it does. It, it, it's no different than the other guy saying, "Get out there and do the work, man." Yeah, could be lazy. It's it's really no different. Uh, well, you know? it's the opposite side of that. Yeah, it's the it's it's yeah. It's the I haven't done I haven't done any work. Well, without you know just kind of painting with a broad brush here, but it's it's um it's basically the opposite of that. Not having put in the work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with you. I've seen I've seen those posts. In fact, I probably saw the exact posts that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, you know, I, for me, it's good to see those, you know, th- and this this particular post. Uh, don't remember the guy's name. Uh, he's not a listener, so I, you know, don't have anything to gain by 
by telling the story other than to illustrate what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, he said, you know, I'm looking to hunt. I will do anything. I will pack a mule. I will come set up your camp and cook in camp for you. I'm just looking for somebody to take yep. me hunting. Yep. And that's cool. Yeah, it is. It is. And that's kind of the way to do it. You know, that's 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 offering your services up for something in return. Correct. And that's always cool. Yeah. Um, and that's... So just like the people that are rude to people asking for help on Facebook, um, they give hunters a bad name. And the people that come on and say, hey, you know, where's a great place to go hunt elk in this unit? You're you're giving the other side a bad name. Right. And it's hard to be responsive to that in a positive manner. So people tend to just be negative. Um a lot. Most people have the restraint to either not comment or comment on messaging. Yeah, uh, I see a lot of that. Hey, hit me up in Messenger, right. which is great because that's really the best place to have those detailed conversations. Um, we're pretty, we're we're different when it when it comes to podcasting or or you know just in general talking about hunting hunting shows kind of stuff. We're different. We're pretty free with our information. You know, we talk about units that we like to hunt and stuff like that and we don't worry about it much yeah um well one of these days if we ever get like a huge following we're bound to blow some units up yes. I, I get that i'm sure that and we're probably and we're probably going to have to be a little bit more responsible but but we are very free with the information but we have a reason for being free with that information and our reason for being free with that information is because our goal with not a grande is to grow hunting Yes. Um, and we want more opportunity, more people out there, more people trying to hunt, more people applying for hunts, all of that kind of stuff. So that's what we want to do. Um, so we are kind of free, and we catch a little flack for it. it Maybe rightfully slow, so, I don't know. But that's just how we are. That's what we're going to do. That's how we're going to be. Yes, but we also, you know, the, the interesting part about it is that... Uh we also don't have like a specific unit that we frequent, and so no, we don't. Um, we we've made it pretty clear on the podcast that one of our goals is to hunt every single unit in the state, mm-hmm. and so the having said that, we don't have a lot of. I'm not gonna say we don't have a lot of skin in the game, but we don't have we don't have a certain specific place that we're trying to protect we're trying to experience everything that we can and really kind of encourage everybody else to do the same thing kind of experience as as much as you can yeah Uh, having said that yeah there's there's going to be hope maybe at some point in time that 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 changes that we need to be a little bit more careful with what we're doing yeah but i don't know at the same time here's here's (laughs) the here's the fun part at the same time those hunt, those hunt odds, those those draw odds. Yeah, they're out they there. change a little bit every single year yeah. based on yeah, what happens, and so you're never going to be able to just yeah. absolutely say this unit. Yeah, I, I I do I do think I'm going to have to contradict you on one point there. I do kind of feel like two B is kind of getting to be a regular thing. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> It's a joke, man. I know. It's a I joke. Know, I know. Don't get all literal on me. I'm not getting literal. <laughs> I'm playing devil's advocate. No, there I'm just you kidding. go. There you go. Um, no, I, I, 
<laughs> I'm hoping to be becomes a thing. Right. <laughs> but even having said that, so. Oh, wait. Sorry. We just blew up to be. Dang it. <laughs> even having said that, uh, I've talked to several people this year who have rifle hunts that mm-hmm. should be, you know, hunting here pretty quick. Um, and, again, I I was happy to give them an idea of some areas and give yeah. them some, some information just because, you know, that, that's not going to affect me. If if I don't have success up in 2B, if I don't have an opportunity at a nice buck up in 2B, um, it is not because I talked about 2B on my podcast and told people where to go and where to hunt and stuff like that on the podcast. Right. It's because I just didn't come across one. Plain and simple. Yeah. Yeah. Plain and simple. Uh, I'm not saying it's luck. Um, two B's a long way from home. We don't, we're not going to get the opportunity to scout a ton. Right. Um, the nice thing uh, is that we've been there before. We have been there we before. Go. Um, we know where we're going to go. Uh, if we don't, if we don't come across one, it's because we didn't do our job in the field mixed with the uh, added amount of luck that goes with hunting. Right. So it's not because we talked about it on the podcast. Um, there are spots that, and, and like I said, you know, if, if we were bigger and we had a much larger following and we mentioned a unit, then, yeah, maybe a whole bunch of people go and put in for that unit. But I don't even know how much that happens in maybe a specific state. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it actually is a thing. Uh, maybe I don't know. I mean, we just have, you wouldn't really know unless you had some data to back it up to say, yeah, this is for sure, for right? sure what's going to happen. I want, I want to go back to the social media thing, right? Okay. Because we were, we were, you were talking about social media and seeing posts on there. Um, one thing I've started seeing is, so I've, I've been seeing some posts like, uh, People will mention a unit, and they're hunting in a unit, and then you'll see a whole bunch of, and this cracks me up, because you'll see a whole bunch of, that unit sucks. There's no deer in that unit. Yeah. Followed by a whole bunch of pictures of really nice deer. <laughs> well, I got this deer this year, and this deer last year, and this deer the year before. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it cracks me up. So. I don't think that there's a unit in the state that sucks. Because if you're hunting, if you're chasing big game, deer, elk, antelope, whatever, uh, um, it doesn't suck. Right there. Um, There are units that have less deer. There are units that have smaller deer, smaller elk, less elk. There are units that have harder areas to get to, mm-hmm. uh, more complicated camping, less uh, access, more people, yeah, less access. But there's not any unit in this state that sucks. I don't know what's going on there. I'm just turn it off. <laughs> Other than six seat. No, I'm just kidding. yeah. We, no, we it, 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 I, I'm, I'm again, 
giving it back to you jokingly because yes. we did. We actually did see elk. We actually chased elk in that unit. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what we thought it was going to be, but nope. that was on us. We didn't get a chance to go scout. Yeah, and 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 now even even with that, like you said, that was one hundred percent on us because um, we come back from that hunt. Dinon got back from the hunt and run into a guy that had three bulls in the back, or not three bulls in the back of his truck, but three heads yeah. in the back of his truck, all from that unit. Right. So, I mean, they were there. We yeah. just didn't run into them. No, and, we were not and in it, the right. And it wasn't for a lack of hunting. And it wasn't for a lack of hearing them. We remember yeah. that uh, we went to the south side of that unit Yeah, and heard them, but yeah, just, just didn't, didn't get, get into, into them. them. Yeah. It happens. It's, yep. it's why they call it hunting and not killing. So, you looking for something special there? Uh, I'm just looking for, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for the... <laughs> Specific dates, but I hadn't run across it yet. So, because um, it was one of the topics I was going to talk about next, I was hoping you had more on the social media. Oh no, that's about all I got. Man. That's about I, all. I you just had. thought it. I just, I just thought that was funny. Um, you know, we we follow a bunch of different um, groups and hunting groups in New Mexico. All all of them New Mexico centric because that's kind of where our wheelhouse stays, um, and. A lot of the conversations on there. I did get it. Oh, oh yeah. Here's here's a fun one. Okay. So I got into, uh, and I'm not going to mention the guy's name because I just don't think that that would be fair. But I got into a conversation with an outfitter. Um, so the question posed in this hunting group was, um, I'm on public land and I come across a gate public land on both oh, sides yeah, this is a good one. and the gate is locked should i cut it and of course there is only two options right it's yes or no right cut it or don't cut it yes and and not not yes to cut it i'm acknowledging your options yes yeah i got you <laughs> so um There's a lot of creative ways of saying yes or no, but those are the only two options. So I'm reading through these comments, right? And and most of them are just people. And I come across an outfitter, and he's obviously an outfitter because that's what his handle said. And I clicked on his his link and went to his page, and he's an outfitter, and he's advertising for being an outfitter and taking people out hunting and so on and so forth, right? Yeah. Guide outfitter type of guy. And this is what pissed me off. This guy is a professional, okay? Quote, unquote. Well, yeah, professional. He makes money doing it, yeah. makes him a professional. Yep. Right? And his comment on it was, cut the damn gate. Cut the damn lock. And that really pissed me off. So I called him out on it. I was like, no. You know, I, 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 what I said is, it's really disappointing to see an outfitter with this type of response. Because as an outfitter, you have a moral obligation, period, to follow the law. Well, as it not pertains just to a hunting. moral obligation. You have a legal obligation. Yeah, well, we all have that legal ob- obligation. No, no, no I'm, t- I'm talking um, like for but, him to keep his yeah, outfitting and license. And he has a license. Yeah. And, um, and it just frustrated me because this guy is not just out there hunting. He's out there taking people hunting. And yep. He's out there setting an example for other people. 
And it pisses me off that that was his comment. And I let him know it. Uh, because, and, and, but here's, here's so there's, what there's a really, bigger conversation here's what here. really was rubbing me raw, right? Yeah. All right. Because no landowner should lock a gate that shouldn't be locked. Correct. It pisses me off when a landowner does that. He should not do it. He should, in my opinion, if a landowner locks a gate intentionally to keep hunters out from land that they know is supposed to be open for hunting, they should lose their lease. I agree. They should. I mean, and of course, we're talking. We, we keep saying landowner, but I'm ta- what we should be saying is leaseholder because this leaseholder. is public land. Correct. So we shouldn't be saying landowner. We should be saying leaseholder. If a leaseholder who is leasing public land, be it for for um, BLM mineral rights, BLM Forest Service state, state land. land, whether it's for mineral rights, for grazing rights, for logging rights, any of the above. If they lock a gate that is supposed to be open during hunting season, they and, and they supposedly put up a um, private land no hunting sign. Yes. So it was obviously intentional, right? So they should lose their lease. I I I would agree with that. Hundred percent should lose their lease. And what was frustrating me about this guy is he was thinking that I was defending this guy, defending the the lock the, gate, the leasee, yeah. yeah, defending the lock gate, defending the leasee, and I'm not. I'm not defending that guy at all. All I'm saying is there's a proper procedure to getting that gate unlocked. Right. And that is not to cut the lock. It is to notify the proper authorities and, and I, have them cut out, come out there, verify that it is locked, and then maybe something can be done to actually prevent that jackass from getting that lease again. Right. Um, but we do not get to just cut that lock because... Regardless if it's on public property or not, we can't cut the lock, all right? If somebody puts up a game cam and locks it to a tree, it's on public land, but we don't have the right to go and cut that lock. It doesn't belong to us. Yeah. And and so you shouldn't be a jackass in turn and cut his lock. Notify the authorities. Let them cut the lock. Right. That's the proper steps. But... Just as I think the leaseholder should lose his lease to that land for locking that gate, I think that jackass outfitter should lose his outfitting license for cutting that lock. Yeah, well, absolutely. And so, not not to downplay that that story and and that, but I think um, I'm I'm gonna take a cue from that and talk about kind of a bigger conversation here um and that is coming back to something we've talked about probably um more times than we probably should have on the podcast and that is when you're having these conversations don't get locked in your own point of view um it's happened more often than not that um you and i personally have had these conversations and you know sometimes might run more into the realm of arguments um and that's leaving out the the uh whether it's a wise decision or not to argue on facebook (laughs) right (laughs) having these 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 discussions on facebook people latch on to the little things and they just keep attacking that and attacking that. Um, 
we like like you were talking about with this 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 outfitter you told them i don't think it's right but that's not the proper you know that's yeah, not the proper, not proper way procedure and that, and and he was putting you know basically making you out to be somebody who's defending the yeah. act and you're not no um same you know kind of same thing with me with with me and with you i feel i think we talked about this earlier before we got we on did. the podcast we did i feel like we have unintentionally become um, the defenders, defenders of private land. Of private land, <laughs> which is not what we no. intended. No, it's not what we are necessarily about. We're public land hunters, mm-hmm. but this onslaught against private landowners is just overwhelming. Again, yeah. talking about things on Facebook. Um, we're going to touch on this. We're going to do a separate podcast yeah, we're, about this. We're going to have to hit it right now, though, a little bit. But we're going to touch on this right now because it needs to be touched on while it's still fresh. There's there's an article, a couple articles put out by the Wildlife Federation yeah. um, that we're talking about the E-plus system. Yeah. I'm not going to go into the article right now because we're going to do a separate podcast on the article. We're going to do a separate podcast on the legislative review that was done and quoted in the article, yeah, um, both of which are extremely misleading. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Uh, I'd go as far as just outright lying. But yeah, that's nothing new. Uh, oh, that's yeah. nothing this new with the nothing, wildlife. Federation. Nothing new with the wildlife federation. But um, coming back to the Facebook, the social media deal, almost, almost every, and, and I, I don't even think I can say. There wasn't one, but almost every single, hedging my bets a little bit, almost every single comment regarding that article was uh, basically targeting private landowners Mm -hmm. and how bad private landowners are and how much money private landowners are making and how non-residents are are taking all the tags in New Mexico because these private landowners. Yeah. <coughs> and I think and I think so, excuse me. And a, and a big part of that is a big part of our frustration with that is number one we we, we talked about it earlier we don't want to be selfish. It's not just about the the number one thing can't be uh is it going to help me draw a tag? Yeah. That that can't be the number one reason why we uh, support something. Number two is you got these organizations, um, and to, to be quite honest, I, I'm just I'm just 100 percent just done with both of them. These these two that I don't like at all. The, the Wildlife Federation, New Mexico Wildlife Federation, is a disgrace to me, um, and 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 then also the BHA. I, I'm not a fan. That that's my personal opinion. Okay. These aren't facts or anything like that. That is my personal opinion. The BHA has a lot of great people, a lot of great membership that does a lot of great things. But I the organization f- itself, to me, I don't like. Yeah. I'm not going to give them my money. And in particular, the 
the New Mexico Wildlife Federation because, to me, they're not representing a fair and balanced wildlife conservation model. Right. They are they are chasing the dollar. They are chasing um, an unfair system that doesn't include everybody. We've talked about it multiple times, how it, it's an ecosystem. And, and public lands and, and federal lands, state lands, private lands are all a part of it. Yeah. These animals use all the land. They don't care if it's private. They don't care if it's public. Okay, They don't care if it's some Texan that paid $16,000 to come shoot them or if it's some New Mexico resident that was lucky enough to draw a tag. Okay? They don't care. They, they, go, they, they, they go where there's water, where there's food, where there's space, where there's cover. That's what they do. Yep. And they don't care about the rest. And the biggest reason that this is an issue is because people want to blame somebody else for not drawing a tag. Right. We know a guy that's drawn 39 elk tags. Yep. All right. So it is it is not non-resident's fault that you're not drawing a tag. Yeah. It's how you're setting up your application. 100% period. Yeah. All right. It's not because we don't have a point system that you're not drawing a tag. It's because of how you're setting up your application. Okay, we've talked about this. I've been forthcoming with my information on how we have been so lucky in drawing out tags and deer tags because there is a method to increase your odds. So I don't want to hear all of that stuff, but it's just people who are selfish and and are, are more concerned about drawing a tag than conservation. Well, and, and, and what really gets me, <clears throat> I didn't mean to cut you off yeah. in, in your in your thought process but i you know knowing where you're going with it what what really gets me is yeah it boils down to selfishness yeah because these people are putting out articles and are outright lying yes for an agenda yes and for personal gain and they're and they're telling the people that this is what it's going to do it's going to increase your odds of drawing a good tag yeah because the state is stealing your tags and giving them to non-residents and that's just not true not true and like i said we're we're only touching on it here kind of giving you a teaser we're going to do an entire podcast about it oh yeah we we we're getting the numbers together to make sure that we give you guys good solid information this is not like this is not i can i can imagine um that this is not going to be a popular topic. No, it's um, not. We are bucking the trend here. <laughs> yeah, uh, BHA is extremely popular. Yeah, uh, it is in it is in every conservation topic, every yep. circle. Uh, again, listen to what we're saying. We believe that the membership of BHA mm-hmm. has good intentions and does some great things. Yeah. But when you look at the organizations and the underhanded things that they're trying to do, it makes you question. And we feel yeah. that it is not worth our money yeah. to do or to be a part of. Yeah. Um, we think that you should spend your 
money and your time and your efforts locally on, locally or or on on different organizations yes but you know don't listen to us do your own research yeah um you know figure out and if that's something that you want to be a part of so be it but understand that understand what you, what your money's going to i i'm a big proponent you know, I, I've thought about this a lot, right? You know, I, I've, I've looked at a lot of things. I'm a big proponent of more detailed, specific organizations. Yeah. Uh, Mule Deer Foundation is one. Yeah. Okay? They're very specific on on what they're doing. They're very open about where their money goes to. And I know BHA claims that there's nobody more open about where their money goes to than they are. Um, but... Mule Deer Foundation, um, the Wild Turkey Foundation, um, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, uh, Ducks Unlimited. You know, these more specific um, groups that are a little bit more detail-oriented, um, to me, are you get more bang for your buck. Uh, BHA, again, I'll never give them a penny of mine. Um, they've done some great things. Don't get me wrong, but their their basic agenda is not. It doesn't include the entire hunting community. Yeah. It, it just doesn't, and that's what frustrates me. Is you've got to include the entire hunting community, uh, the Wildlife Federation. They're same thing. They're just they're just not including the entire community, and they're skewing numbers, and they're. Um, they're writing their articles very cere- in a very cerebral way to make people think that they're actually trying to help them. And these people are biting because they just want to draw a tag. And I get that. I understand that. I'm out here trying to make it harder to buy a tag by getting more people into hunting. Yeah. Which is going to make it harder to get a tag. Right. You know, but you got you got to look at it this way, too. I mean... If we just started increasing tag numbers, guess what's going to happen? We're not going to have any animals left to hunt. Yeah. You know, so, and and it is hard to get because it is so special and, and because there are a lot of people that want to do it. So, but, but yeah, they're, they're, they're skewing these numbers and they're manipulating the information to coerce people into supporting them. And donating to them and backing them so that and, and and by basically telling them, hey, if you know you do this, we will, you know, be able to get the New Mexico residents some more tags. And that's just not the case. Yeah. You know, it's it's that's not what's going to happen with what they're trying <clears throat> to do. Yeah. <clears throat> and again, like you said, we're gonna get into that in detail later. Um but and I'll, I'll Man, give it's you, frustrating. And that's kind of the so you mentioned looking something up before. Um, I'll I'll tell you this that we've we've harped on this before, but as a hunter, you need to be involved. Um, and now there's really not a whole lot of excuse because you can do it via Zoom, um, you know, right. in your underwear. But the game commission meeting is coming up 
Um, and they are discussing the habitat stamp, which is, yeah. if you didn't know, the habitat stamp is what you have to purchase to hunt, mm-hmm. trap, or fish on federal lands, you know, Forest Service mm-hmm. and BLM. Um, the Wildlife Federation is lobbying very heavily, and yeah. they have some very key people in place on the Game Commission, just so you know. Um, <clears throat> and they're lobbying very heavily to increase the habitat stamp from $5 to $10. Yep. And that's and that's part of it. So that's that very cerebral thing that I was talking about a minute ago, right? So they're trying to increase that habitat stamp um, to make the money bigger that they have. And then what they're also trying to do is dip their hands into that pool of money that comes into the state via hunting and fishing for hunting and fishing, right? Right. But that's the key. It comes into the state via hunting and fishing for hunting and fishing. It's not for anything else. Right. right? It is for hunting and fishing. Conservation is paid for by hunters and fishers uh, through license sales so that the hab- and through Pittman, Robertson, Dingle, Johnson. That The habitat stamp is federal monies that goes yep. to habitat projects specifically yep. on U.S. forests and BLM lands. Yep. That's what that's for. Yep. Um, and it, while I'm not necessarily opposed to the increase in that, I do know that there is actually quite a lot of money in that fund that does not get used every year. And so what, why, what's the purpose? Mm-hmm. Um, if there was a need, if we were running through that money and, and we didn't, uh, we didn't have enough every year, we had more habitat projects than we could put on the ground. That would yep. be a different story. Yeah. But at this point, that's not the case. Yep. Um, those, those federal processes take so long that, that, that there's actually plenty of money in that fund and mm-hmm. that you know they're not hurting. So so what is the end goal? Um, and I think having put a few puzzle pieces together after that wild uh, that wildlife federation article, I think there's an end game, um, and it it is not good. Um, to be real frank, they're they're talking about and and trying to get. Um, trying to make it so that monies from game and fish can be used for other state agencies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and you know, it's, it's, it's just like everything else with the death by a thousand cuts. Like, you know, they come after coyote hunting so they can come after trapping so they can come after hunting so they can, you know, it's just one piece at a time. Right. Yeah. So one of the things now the article doesn't support it. But the legislative research suggested that they do away with the Game Commission and combine it with a Natural Resources Commission, right? Yeah. So now you don't even have a Game Commission anymore. Right. It's it's all under, you know, one big group of just natural resources, you know, and that's BS. Um, and then they're also talking about, you know, 
collaborating over the money, you know, well, they start talking about collaborating over the money, and then they're going to start talking about sharing the money, and then the sons of bitches are just going to take the money. I guess there goes you our know? explicit warning on the... Sorry. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was going to happen. I did. She get it, me on the soapbox. Eventually, know, I'm going to drop one. It happens. It <laughs> um, does. <laughs> so... You know, you you look at those things and you look at those small things, and is that is that is that extra opportunity at drawing a tag really worth it? You know, because is it just about us? Is it just about us having an extra tag, or is it also about our kids and our grandkids having the opportunity to hunt? Right. You know, uh, and you know, in that. In that article, God, I don't, I don't want to just go on and on and on about this. We're going to do a whole podcast on it, but I know that me and you have been burning about it all day. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it the, broke the, last night. We've the, been talking about it all day long. Yeah, the legislative brief as well as the article by the Wildlife Federation are both complete BS. Um, uh, wolf in sheep's clothing, if you ask me. I'm sorry. I, you know. I've, green decoy it's, it's just it's just what they are man yeah you know it, it, it's just what they are um and and I, I i'm personally tired of it i i just i'm tired of them trying to split us down the middle and you know they're trying to turn public land hunters against private land hunters against outfitters against non-residents it's just we need to be more of a community working together you know when you've got public land hunters working with private land hunters and and with with one goal of uh, you know of conservation in mind we can do great things yeah so um now and i i kind of hinted at this but the the reason that we should be involved the reason that we should be worried um is they've got some very good connections the wildlife federation does yeah they do um, the one of the commissioners is uh, Jeremy Vesbach, who was executive director of the Wildlife Federation for ten years. Yep. Um, Souls is uh, either a brother of a state rep or a senator, who's extremely close with Roberta Henry. Uh, who's with who's on the commission as well so they've they've got i mean they've got quite 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 the ear of of some of those commissioners Mm -hmm. and of course the commissioners who were appointed by the governor um and then you look into some more of those ties uh and again i'm not gonna get into it too much but uh i know there's some BHA members on that outdoor advisory committee that it was newly formed. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not making any accusations or doing anything like that. All I'm saying is, um, we need to be involved. You need to be Mm -hmm. aware of what's happening and you need to be involved and hold that, that game commission accountable. Yep. Um, and make your, make your voice heard. Yeah. Yeah, and th- and think about more than just can I get an extra tag? Think about more than just yourself. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's what and that brings us, you know, right back to us 
our opinion and our stance on a lot of this hunting stuff is not the popular opinion. It's not. It's not where the current... Um, it's not within the pulse of, of the current um, hunting outdoor community. Co- outdoor yeah, it, community. It's, it's not. It's, it's really not. Um, we, we're definitely in the minority on that, but we're, I, I mean, we're going to keep screaming to the top of our lungs because... And it makes it seem like we're huge advocates of of private land and that we're, you know, defending private land all the time. Listen, when a private landowner locks a gate, he shouldn't. It pisses me off. When a private landowner blocks a road or, or uses his influence and money to get a road, a county road decommissioned, it pisses me off. I'm, I'm, I'm against that just as much as I am against these organizations like BHA and and the Mexico Wildlife Federation taking away um, the E plus system. Yeah. The E plus system can definitely be uh, tweaked. Yes, but we, I, I think we currently have management on private land, and, and again, we'll we'll get into that later. But it's oh, we've already talked a little, we've talked yeah, quite a bit about that in, in one of our other podcasts. It's just it's just that. It, you know, we go through that and we, it seems, at least it seems to us like that's probably what people are thinking is, oh, these a-holes are just, you know, defending private land. And that's not the case. We're defending a proper ecosystem around hunting and how licenses are dispersed. Um, I do not believe in the system that they have in Arizona or Colorado or Utah, each of those systems has good things about it. Well, so here's here's but, but here's, to me, New Mexico is one of the best systems out there. We have a great elk herd because of the current system. Not only that, so I guess two two kind of wrap up points here. Um, there's a reason why. Each state is allowed to manage to their preference. Yeah. Can we be compared to Colorado or Utah or Arizona? Yes. Mm-hmm. There's probably some value in that. But the fact is we have wildlife professionals in this state who say we think this is going to work best for us. Um, yep. I'm not saying just lay down and take it because there's some things I absolutely think uh, I don't, you know, that I don't agree with. Uh, we've made that clear about the, the pronghorn system. Yeah. yeah. But that being said, <clears throat> what I don't want is stuff like Colorado and the wolf reintroduction. Yeah. The, the ballot conservation doesn't need to yeah. happen. The political intrusion for mm-hmm. agenda gain into wildlife conservation and wildlife management here in New Mexico mm-hmm. shouldn't happen. Yep. The dictation of certain groups on how certain systems for wildlife management should work based on personal greed for another tag should not happen. Yeah. Period. Exactly. And and 
I, I, management is is different. Uh, no matter where you go, okay, we manage deer differently well up north than we do in the south. Elk, we manage be, different be, primary you get zones. Too, before you get too far into your thought, yeah, let me make very clear because again, talking talking about this topic of people latch onto things, yeah. I am not saying that you shouldn't have a voice and that it should just be game and fish determining what they want to do. Yeah. We have a voice. The animals belong to the people of New Mexico. What I'm yes. saying is your voice should reflect what is best for the resource. Yeah. Not your personal greed. And that goes <clears throat> that goes right back to another article that we've already bagged on for a year or so that came out from the New Mexico Wildlife Federation. Um where at the end of it, their closing statements were, we're doing what's best for New Mexico residents. Uh, New Mexico residents. And the, the problem I had with that statement is it's not what, we shouldn't be doing what's best for New Mexico residents. We should be doing what's best for the wild. conservation of our wild animals and wild lands. Yep. And uh, for, for an organization to say something like that, it tells me that... They are more concerned about drawing tags than conserving our wildlife and managing them through science rather than uh, desire for a tag. Yeah. So uh, there's that. There's that. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that kind of that kind of wraps up. <laughs> all, all the topics that right. that we had on on the brain today. Big preview of what's coming. <laughs> um, what else is coming, Kyle? I, I, I don't I don't want to end on just a grumpy soapbox moment. Grumpy sour um, note. Um, so so we've got uh, with without a doubt we got some really good podcasts coming. Um, one is going to be our hunt it forward participants. Yes, they've got a they've got a hunt coming up in December. Um, you know, we we really didn't talk much about about um, Maggie's antelope hunt. We touched on it. Um, um, yeah, it was a rough hunt. Yeah, not, not a rough hunt. It was a good hunt. Yeah, it, it was a very fun hunt. She she enjoyed it. And I think we did talk about that in a Maybe podcast. Maybe we did. Maybe we did. Um, but um, but as far as you know, more more pat podcasts coming up. Um, looking to to collaborate with a few more people. Right. Um, not getting too crazy about naming names because we've got to line everything up first. But uh, And then, of course, we've got in January our 2B hunt. Yeah, really uh, looking forward to that one. Looking forward to that one. And uh, hoping, you know, actually just a, just a reminder out there that uh, uh, trapping season opens November 1st. Yeah. Uh, hoping to get to do some coyote hunting, hoping mm-hmm. to do a little bit of trapping. I think it would be a great time to get Ty back on the podcast, yeah. talk some trapping, um, getting that itch again. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think we've got some some good stuff lined up for the rest of the year and, and a good beginning for next year. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff coming up. Um, um and give a shout out to, <coughs> excuse me, High Desert Archery down in Las Cruces for fixing my bow. Yeah, it's still shooting awesome. Got you, <clears throat> got you squared away. Yeah, got a frog in my throat though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, got that done, and um, definitely looking forward to the hunt it forward hunt. That's going to be fun because we put them in for that hunt, knowing that I was going to be down there in that area. Yeah. And lived close, and it was going to be nice and easy to go up and set camp, and and um, you run everything from there, be pretty cool. And now I moved six hours north <laughs> with you, and so we're not down there. We're not, but it's still being going to be a good hunt. Yeah, it's going to be a great hunt. We're still going to get it done. We're still going to... Um, you know, you know, uh, one podcast I hadn't even hadn't even thought about that we're gonna have to do is I got to, or I, I'm I'm getting to I'm gonna be kind of a two stage process. I did I did a week already, uh, but got to guide a sheep hunt. Yes, yeah, that's big a, horn sheep that's hunt. That's a whole different experience. It's it's gonna be fun to talk about. I bet we I, we get we put out some some pictures on insta face hole and stuff like that yep um oh and if you've been watching our insta face hole um i promised that i would have upcoming information (laughs) about that that plane wreck that we found on top of the mountain oh yeah you gotta do that got all that information i found uh uh they had a bunch of archives that i found uh that i'm put together it's a that's actually a really cool piece of history in northern New Mexico. Right. I tried. I tried to find it all on on Google, and, and there's a website that lists a bunch of different plane crashes and when they happened. Um, and this one, um, I, I don't know how much information I put on on our in, Instagram. Not much. Not much. But this one was a a B twenty four Liberator, and I guess they were known for crashing. <laughs> Oh, nice! But there's there was a plane crash. The, the only one I could find on 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 the all wise internet was one on Philmont, and this one was nowhere that I could find on the internet. And so finding this archive of information about that crash is pretty dang cool, and it's a neat story. So I'm looking forward to kind of kind of not necessarily doing a podcast about it, but telling telling that through our social media because it's good neat piece of history for northern new mexico awesome so that's a good note to end on good note to end on (laughs) adios guys adios thanks for joining not a grande outdoors podcast come follow us on instagram twitter facebook and youtube and don't forget about our website www.notagrandeoutdoors.com adios